All right, Osho, you got to promise me one thing today. Mm-hmm. If I start talking and it sounds like I'm speaking another language, slow me down and let me explain my, my case, okay? Okay, why are you going to talk fast? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, I'm not going to talk fast. I might say terms that you might not understand, and I want to make sure that uh, you are in full understanding what I'm trying to say. So you want me to say, wait, 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 no. Explain what you mean by such and such. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm good at that. I want to practice that. Yeah, that, that's good. That's something I want to do. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Sucks. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik. I'm on the line with my good friend who just survived being alone in the basement with a flashlight in the dark. Yes, he had a big bad storm yesterday, and uh, uh, he was he was tasked. You were tasked, right, to uh, uh, find something in the basement. I don't know what it was, but and then you're down there, and all uh, oh, the power's back on. <laughs> Come on back up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yes, I was down there checking the uh, sump pump to see if it was overflowing or not because the sump pump wasn't working because we didn't have electricity. And went down to check it out, and uh, lights went on, and and sunshine said, "Come on back upstairs." So there you go. And speaking of a money suck, I, I used to deal with that because I lived by you uh, in the same vicinity, and. Um, yeah, the sub pumps can really get expensive because first you get a sub pump, and I think there was you could even get like a backup sub pump in case that sub pump doesn't work. And then if the the electricity goes out, your sub pump doesn't work, which is usually when you need the sub pump when the electricity goes out, so you can get a sub pump uh, power source. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yes, you can get a battery operated uh, sub pump. But then you got to make sure that the battery is always charged because nothing happens with the sump pump if it doesn't rain or or the sump pump is working all the time. So many people forget to check the battery, and when they need it, the battery's low. And so they plug in their battery charger, but there's no electricity to charge up the battery, and so they don't have a battery sump backup anyhow. <laughs> I know all about that stuff. It's just crazy stuff, crazy, crazy stuff. Oh my goodness! It's just and so you're in the basement with the bats. In the basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have bats in this basement. We had bats in our other basement, but not this one. Okay. Oh, oh bats. Speaking of bats, baseball has bats, don't they? Baseball bats, baseball bats. Da, 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 da. Well, um, they don't have any baseball bats right now. Baseball has been pretty much uh, eliminated. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. So here's the deal. Listen to this. I don't know if you heard the news story, but <clears throat> there is a country that went 102 days without one case of the coronavirus. No COVID-19 for 120 days in this one country. So the big news is, do you, oh, just a real quick question. Do you know what country, excuse me, country that is? That was New Zealand. Very good. Did you hear the news story today? Yes, they just got their first case of COVID-19. Yeah. Actually, actually, they're, no, no, no. They got, they oh. got, they got a, they got an outbreak. They have four oh. cases. Oh. Yes, I said four, four cases wow. of the uh, COVID nineteen. Now here's the deal. Um, so you heard the story. They're closed. They're basic. They, they're closing down the country. 
They're closing down the country to figure out how this happened, and they're doing it, and everybody's agreeing with it, no problems. They're shutting this thing down. They're going to figure out who had it, you know, the contact tracers, and they're going to find out what, what happened there. They're, they're, they don't mess around in that country. Well, that's the same thing we should be doing. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I predicted, and I don't know if this is going to go over real, real well or not, but I predicted that the human race will be extinct in 20 years. And if we don't stop this virus right now, it could happen sooner than later. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I wanted to per- I wanted to give some kind of um, sound effect that that uh, was like you know oh no, and I, I hit the a baby gurgling gurgling <laughs> the baseball. <laughs> so the, oh, let me do this right. Okay, awkward. There we go. One more time. Awkward. There we go. Okay. Which, what? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, let's get on to other things. All right. I talked to you about this. Did you get to look at my thing that I showed you? Yes, I did. I, I watched it uh, just one time, but I did watch it. The man is a great talker. Boy, he can just go on and talk and talk and talk. I thought I thought he was really good. Uh, the information that he gave was very deep and, and, and interesting, and, and let's, let's talk about it. All right, good. I'm glad you brought this up. So um, with this time, everybody's looking for a safe haven with their money. You know, the U.S. dollars, of course, inflating – or. Is deflating? Well, the value's less. Let's put it that way. So it's not really a safe way to, like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. What would you do in the olden days? You would put it under your mattress. You'd hide it somewhere. You would um, hide that money, and then you would find it. <laughs> it goes back to the coffee can deal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You were really happy when you found that. But now when you find that money after this pandemic, you may not be so happy because it may be not worthless, of course, but worth a whole, worth a whole lot less. Yes. Well, tell the, tell the listeners what the coffee can uh, uh, situation was because we might have some new listeners here and we, they don't really understand what we're talking about. Yeah, we talked about this uh, way back in episode two or something. But anyway, Osho had a, a business and there was a certain time – well, it was a Halloween store. Well, it wasn't a Halloween store. It was a trick shop. But really, honest, because I remember he told me, he said, it was this one month where he made the money. The rest was – it was kind of like your black – Friday, you know, that the month of October, because everything was about Halloween. Yeah, you'd make a few dollars here and there during the year, and 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 then you know, holiday times were pretty good. But for the most part, you made most of your money this one month. So every so often, and I know this for from my own experience. If you own a store and you're working hours and hours because you want to make the money while the you know while you can, and uh, the hours tick on, and you can't always go to the bank and back. Back not that long ago, but back then you couldn't go to the bank because it was cash, a lot of it, and you had to put it somewhere. So you decided, um, I guess for safekeeping, right, you put it in a coffee can. Yes, I hid it down in the basement because I couldn't get to the bank, and it was like a late Saturday evening. And so I put it down in the basement in a coffee can and put it up with the nails and other, other items up on the shelf. And I forgot all about it because we had to open up on Monday morning right away. We were open Sundays also. It was very hectic back then. But there was this coffee can sitting there for a few years. That's right. A few years, coffee can. Well, you know what? I'm glad we brought this up because I want to bring this up to modern day, what's happening right now, and your coffee can. Now, let me let me ask you this. So if you found that coffee can, 
and there was a genie in there. And every day the genie was a kind of a lazy genie, so he gave you a few bucks every day. And why would he give me a few bucks? Why would he give you a few bucks? Because yeah. you, you, it's a magic coffee can, and he likes you in the program, and he's glad you're there, so he gives you a few bucks. Sort of like interest. Sort of like interest, exactly. Okay, I got it. So um, you open up that coffee can, it was, and you put in 15, and, and when you took it out, it was like more like 20, or maybe 30, or maybe 60. Actually, you don't know. It depended on how lazy that genie was. Wouldn't you be excited? Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be fantastic. Well, that's just it. I found this modern day genie in a bottle. I know everybody's gonna go, "Oh, that's you know, you're just falling for whatever." And it's 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 what's happening now. It's it's uh, of course okay. We're dealing with crypto or uh, microcurrencies, um, you know, along the Bitcoin lines. And everybody once they hear that, they they shut down. Well, I want to tell you, the m- major players are now putting money in. In that space, and it's kind of funny. They were talking. Um, there was one of those good talkers that we were speaking of. He was talking about. He actually showed video clips of what's his name, Mark Cuban, who you know made fun of it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I had some for you know a little while and kind of get rid of it." Anyway, his team, his stadium now is accepting Bitcoin. I found that mm. interesting. He kind of downed it, but yeah. then, yeah, right, yeah. That that is right. Yes, if he is fantastic. Yeah, and and that's the fantastic thing that's happening. More and more people are doing that. The regular banks that poo pooed it, you know, a few months ago. Oh, we wouldn't do that. It's not real assets. That's just you know whatever. They're accepting it. It's just an amazing no, wait, thing. Wait, wait. What is a bitcoin? You you got me stymied here. A bitcoin is a digital program, and it's a digital program that you can mine. Um, meaning you can you can find other ones like that. It's very difficult nowadays to do that, but uh, that was programmed in. That's the exciting thing about Bitcoin. So it's like, well, really, to me, it's like digital gold, you know, hmm. uh, uh, and gold. They talk about gold, and you know gold and silver has gone up and everything, but what do you do with that? You know, I told you, we were, I was looking to buy some, and I'm like, well, by the time I pay for shipping, and by the time I do, you know, I, I'm, I'm paying twice as much for what the worth is, you know, so it was crazy. Uh, but you can also get certificates, is what, which what was which is what I did. I actually went on, you know, in the stock market, and you get ETFs, and you can get gold, and you can get silver. Or actually, I, I own a silver mine. I own part of a silver mine, so that's kind of fun. Anyway, um, so yes, uh, so to me, it's like digital gold. And the reason it's digital gold is there's only going to be so many made ever in the world, ever, ever, ever. Not like printing money. <laughs> You know, as much as you want. And um, it's happening in other countries. I don't know if you heard that. I've also heard that other countries are uh, getting very inflated with prices and things. And people are looking for places, coffee cans, to put their money with little genies in. Well, coffee cans, the the little genie is, like you said, interest or an upturn in value. You know, something that's more value. Like we were talking about the other day, speaking of uh, upturn in value, uh, we talked about the silver certificate, which once again, I'm going to give you kudos. You gave to me years ago. Um, I think at the time it, you just gave me a, a, the value, you know, but you said one day this is going to be worth money because there's, you know, they don't make them anymore, the silver certificates. And um, 
it's it's it's, it's more. But the thing is, if I happen to lose that silver certificate, it's all over. Whereas, of course, people lose Bitcoin as well. But that's yeah, I guess that's another. But if you do things the right way, you shouldn't lose it. Or if you do lose it, you can get it back. That's the neat thing about Bitcoin. Uh, any other questions? Not really other questions. I'm just I'm just like a mushroom right now. Just keep on explaining more to me so I, I get a better understanding of what you're talking about. Yeah. So there's nothing backing this up. Like you said, you own part of a gold mine. What do you own if you get a Bitcoin? You own part of that digital program or the entire program if you own the whole coin. The neat thing is you don't have to own the whole coin. You could split it with your friends. Not split it with your friends, but you know you split it among other people. You don't have to put in for the whole coin because you know gold is expensive. So if you're looking at, what was it, $2,000 an ounce or something? It was crazy for a while. I think it went down since then. But it's the same with Bitcoin. It's getting so expensive, people are going to buy little bits of it. And I remember this a long time ago. A friend of mine said, once again, everybody, don't quote me, but but he said this. He said that Bill Gates said, um, yeah, one day you're just going to plop down, you know, a few pl- – well, he said plop down, but, you know, invest or, or, or transfer a few Bitcoin and you can buy a house. And we're getting to that point already. It's pretty amazing. And it's supposed to go to the moon. But anyway – and, and, I mean, you have similar problems. Like gold, I can't go to the grocery store and say, here's my gold, give me some groceries. You really can't. You know, it's the same thing with Bitcoin right now. But I think that's going to change as time goes on. So it's a real interesting uh, process that's happening. Long story long, which I've, I've been kind of rambling on, and I apologize for that. But I'm very excited about this thing called Ethereum Capital or Ethereum Gold. There's another name too, and I forget it, but it, it doesn't matter. Basically, they're just faces of a, of a of like a website. And the only reason I say website is because it's just a layman's terms. It's actually like a um, it's a it's basically just a face on a smart contract. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you still digging what I'm? laying down i'm doing great over here everything's going good i have no problems at all i think it's very interesting what you're talking about uh i am sort of lost i don't know this will be lost i hope they're lost and they look into it and, and find out what this is all about because you're talking about something revolutionary here you, you're talking about a whole new money system setting up the worldwide probably and, and it's something that uh Probably the common man would not understand at all. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like a common man, and I'm having a hard time with it, Eric. But I think it's absolutely interesting. So carry on. All right, I'm going to keep carrying on, and I, I want to say to everybody, if you have any questions or all, uh, at all, email me at uh, erichudzik at gmail dot com, and I'll do my best to get back with you, and I'll uh, give you those, uh, the instructions on getting in on what I would call. A free perpetual money machine. I know it sounds, oh, yeah, right, right, right. Now, this thing's been around for three years, which is a long time in the crypto space. As far as, you know, the history of the world, no, it's not that long. But as far as technology, it's been a pretty long time because the Internet, I think, came around in the 90s and nobody really adopted it until the late 90s. So, you know, all in all, it's it's pretty amazing. Anyway, here we go. So, Ethereum Capital, Ethereum Gold, what happens? Let's say you take uh, $100. You, just instead of putting it in your coffee, you know, for coffee, you know, at, at, at someplace expensive, just do it. Or instead of going gambling, just do it. Or whatever. Take $20, uh, 
$100 U.S. and put it in this thing. Now, there's a little wait, wait, bit. Wait, 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 wait. How do you put it in? What do you mean? I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. That is the big stepping stone for more pe- most people. I've been in the crypto space for a while, so it's gotten easier and easier. When I first started, it was like, what? And I can't put it in, but I've got to switch it over to this crypto to get to this crypto. And it was really very mind-boggling. Now it's very easy. There's a thing called uh, Coinbase, and that's just like the simplest retail. It's almost like having a bank. All you do is you put your money from your account into it. You, you wait a little while. You might have to ask some questions, just like when you open a bank account, and you're done. And then you say, what do you want to do with that money? You say, well, I want to buy and buy what you want. Now the thing you need to buy – Bitcoin would be great if you want to like have something that's pretty darn solid in the crypto space. Buy Bitcoin, buy whatever you want amount of it, and just hold on to it. That's what I would suggest with that. Once again, I don't, uh, I am not a financial uh, planner, um, nor do I play one on TV. So I'm just giving you my opinion. And then you take the rest and you go into this machine. You go into this website, and the website will ask for that stuff. And they have to, They have to. when I say stuff, they're going to ask for some coins. And the coins that they use is Ethereum, which is the number two, in my book, the number two crypto. So you've got Bitcoin, which is not going anywhere, and then you got Ethereum. The only thing with Ethereum is there is no uh, limit on how much Ethereum will be out there, which is the one thing that might be a different um, case but we'll find out in the future. But Ethereum right now is trading for about $400, which is a lot lower than Bitcoin, which is almost at 12 at this time of this recording. So if you took it and put it in your $100, right away it would take out 20%. It says 10% in, 10% out. Thank goodness it's not because we talked about that. Let's say this thing did work and your $100 turned into $100,000 and they took 10% at the end. You know, that would be $10,000. That would kind of be bad. You wouldn't be too bad, but you'd be like, oh, that kind of stinks. But they really don't. They should just say 20% as you put in because that's what happens. 20% goes out. And I saw this. Oh, go ahead. I I heard the first time you put money in, they charge 20% on the entry. Is that correct? They say 10% in, 10% out. But, yeah, you lose 20% on the entry. Okay. I I, I thought it was 20% in and then additional 10% out. No, no, 10 and 10. Um okay. like I said, but I, I I at first I was, you know, that's 20% gone right away. That that hurts, yeah. right? But guess mm-hmm. what? Things are moving so fast in crypto. It's not like the stock market. Well, stock market can move fast if you're in the options and stuff. But um but it it moves really fast. And um anyway, the money that I put in that 20%, it, it's already paid up in a, in a few days. I mean, it was just amazing. And what you get day-to-day varies. It depends on the volume. What they're trying to do, uh, Osho, is they're trying to get um, uh, liquid. They're trying to get li- like banks because it's decentralized. So they're trying to get liquid in the smart contract. That's all I can – it's in a smart contract. Um So there's a lot of great things to it. Um Like I said, okay, you put $100 and let's say – you lose it all. I don't think that's going to happen. But if you do, you'll forget about it, especially like the coffee can. You didn't even know you had that money. I I still sort of have a hard time understanding. If I have $100 in my pocket, how do I put this in? Uh, how do they take it out of my pocket or my bank account to get it in? Okay. It- right. 
So yes. you would you would take it out of your bank account. You transfer it like you would do. They'd say, how much do you want to transfer to, um, we're going to say Coinbase for now. And they'd say, you know, you say $100. And then Coinbase would have it. And it would say, you have 100 well, minus their fees, which, by the way, Coinbase is kind of high on fees. So, okay. So let's say you have $96 in Coinbase, U.S. So you have U.S. $96. Now, you don't want to keep it there because it doesn't really do anything. Uh, it just it doesn't move, whereas these cryptos do. So you want to put it somewhere. And the crypto you've got to put it into is called Ethereum. It's the number two crypto right now. It's like a, like I said, about four hundred dollars. So you would put, you would transfer it like you would a bank account, but you'd say, "I'm going to take this on mm. on this website." You would take the USD ninety six dollars and you'd put it into Ethereum. Now you have Ethereum tokens or a part of an Ethereum token. Well, what do you do with that? We got to set up. I know it's it's a bit involved, but you'd have to set up a a wallet. It's called a MetaMask. It's it took me two hours, by the way, and I've been in the crypto space for a while. And the neat thing about this, and what I want to tell everybody is, once you do this, get the MetaMask and put it into this website, this smart contract. There's nothing else to do. You just let it grow, and the way it, it grows is as people put in, like you just did that twenty percent we talked about. You get a piece of that. So every time somebody does it, there's a little bit more, and then there's a little bit more, and there's a little bit more. Now, as Ethereum, if it becomes like Bitcoin, now it's worth, like I said, about 400 What if one day it's worth like 12000 like Bitcoin? Well, guess what? That's, that's also your in, increase in, in value. So you win on that side, and you win as people put in, people put out. You leave it in, you can you know leave it to your kids. <laughs> You know, for a for a will for their college tuition, you could have it for retirement when you're ready. And if you check it out in, you know, 20 years, of course you can check it day to day. Oh, and that's the other beautiful thing: you could take it out anytime you want. Now, if you take it to put it in and take it out right away, you're going to lose money because you took that 20 percent. But I'm already above; I could take out and have money. But I'm going to let it sit and grow. What what am I going to do with you know a few bucks? How, how do you take it out? Do you call them up? Do you nope. fax them? Nope. You nope. just you just um, go to uh, that site again. You see how much you have. You basically say whatever the amount is, um, and then uh, you just take that out. And what you do oh, is well. you'd have yeah. How do you take it out? So you would put it back in your 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 wallet, and then you you'd have a, a crypto, and then you would transfer your crypto to USD. Oh, to your bank or something like that. To your bank or something like that. Okay. So, once again, they have other alternative, uh, alternative faces. Let's say that website goes down because you've heard that, right, or it gets hacked or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a smart contract. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, they have other alternative faces. So if, if one face of it goes down, there's other ones, and you can get them right away. You can find out what face you want to use or which one you like. And if that one goes down, you have other ones that you may not like as much, but your money's safe. It's passive income. It's a free perpetual money machine. It's kind of a strategy for people that, hey, I don't have much money. I, what am I going to do? You know, It's kind of a neat thing. Uh, long-term game, once again, you don't do it for a few days and you're not going to be rich the next week or anything. And it's it varies day to day. Um, always money going in as people go in and out. That all, all that volume, all that volatility, is in your favor. Yeah. Who, 
who is holding all the money that all the people put in? That's the beauty of it. You are. It's a decentralized exchange, meaning nobody's holding it. It's it's in there, but we're all in there together. And I like that, that kumbaya thing, you know, not not rich, you know, Daddy Warbucks at the top, you know, collecting the money. It's it's all of us. But but who, if I give a thousand dollars to them and everybody gives a thousand dollars to them. Who is the them? Oh, that's so cool. So on the smart contract, if you're technically inclined, you could actually look. Now, you won't see names, but you'll see all the different contracts there are on this, what they call blockchain, and you'll see who's doing what, and you'll know where all the money is. Basically, it's all over the place. Uh, I'm stymied I'm by this. I think this chunk of money Somebody has to have it, and they could run off with all this money that we're all putting in there. Yeah, and um, there, there's been things like that called, uh, uh, you know, initial public offering IPOs. There's things called uh-huh. that, and uh, that's normal, and that's that, that's usually pretty a pretty good thing if you're in that. But there was something called initial ICOs, which is initial coin offerings, and that has not had a good face because people would, oh, we got this great coin. It's going to do this and it's going to do that. And you go, okay, cool. I'm going to get into that. And then uh, guess what? They run off with your money. So they're really watching that. They're really watching that. And this thing is like transparent. You can see where the money is. You can see who has the money. Um, it's just an amazing thing. So people can see how much money I put in there? Yes, but once but, again, but, but, you're you're just a number. They don't know who you are. Okay, but I still don't understand where this chunk of money that everybody's putting in there is located. Uh, if I put $1,000 in there and you say I'm part of it, I have my $1,000 back. How, how can I be part of it if I gave money away? You Oh, you know what? You can think of it as you are putting stock in a company. And the company is kind of, it's really like a, well, it's not kind of, it. well, it's not a bank, but yeah, it's kind of a bank. So you own stock in a bank. Okay, who owns the bank? Everybody. So everybody can, I, I, I can't get my question out to you very good here, so I'm having a hard time with it. But that, to me, that, that, that money that everybody's putting in there has to be in a bank. Where is the bank? The bank is uh, in cyberspace. <laughs> Not wh- who who is running all of this? Everybody is there? One person running it? Good question. And- so, good question. No, there there, <laughs> there was a developer, and here's the neat thing: the developer usually when there's stuff like this, they kind of uh, keep their uh, their mitts on it, you know, and they can do something shady, you know, and maybe skim a little bit off the top or whatever. The developer on this contract has totally gone away. He all his all his uh activity and like access to it is gone. It's kind of running on its own. So this is a machine that's running by itself. Exactly. And so the money is in that machine I'm stymming against you know what? That's okay. You know, we can talk about this again. I want to talk about other things uh, real quick while we're... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. the, the, I want to thank you uh, again. I, I haven't done it yet. Um, I do have a cracked windshield. And I was like, um, I, I checked into it and my insurance does not pay for it. Uh, some people... And I don't, I don't know. Insurance that pays for that, I'm thinking you're paying... Of course you're paying for that. 
So we talked about that in another episode. Remember, said, you know, I just kind of go with the basic and then I take care of things on my own. So I'm looking for the best price. And I called around and it was kind of expensive. And then you told me this great thing. And uh, you want to share with everybody what, what you told me? Well, it's something that I, I've known about for quite a while, and I've used it a few times. Uh, if you have a car that has some kind of ding or broken part like your windshield, you can probably go to your closest junkyard, and many of the junkyards will install a windshield for you much, much cheaper. And that's why they have all the cars in their so-called junkyard. It's not junk to them. To them, it's priceless money. And you can, they can buy the car from you and sell all the parts and different items on the car for maybe many, many thousands of dollars by the time they get done. So look into your local junkyard. If you need something on your car, don't go to the to your dealer and buy it. Go to the junkyard. A friend of mine has a new Lincoln, and I'm making this up a little bit, but I think <laughs> he said he did a hubcap, and it cost something like $400, and I just couldn't believe it. A hubcap <laughs> for his Lincoln. Like oh, I said, making up the price. It might have been higher. And it might have been lower, but it shocked me. I was speechless for a couple seconds. I didn't know what to tell him. And I I should have, thank you for reminding me, I should have said, go to the junkyard. Yeah. Because probably get that hubcap a lot. I'm I'm glad we brought this up today because he'll he'll be so happy. He's got this sort of new Lincoln, ran into a curb, and he scrapped up the hubcap, and they want $400. So he, he'd rather drive around with the script of hubcap or this and buy that much or whatever the price was. It was way over 100 anyhow. Wow, yeah, I, that's just a great uh, plan. And also on the battery side, I uh, my battery's uh, weak, I would say. It's it's time to maybe change one. And I'm like, okay, I can get one. And the car's kind of older, and I'm like, I don't want to pay a lot. Once again, the junkyard. Yeah, we just had a big storm come through here. Uh, yeah, last night, and many, many trees had fallen down on cars, and a lot of the cars were new, one, two, three, four, five years old, and these cars will be towed, towed to the junkyard. Well, all the batteries in these cars are probably really, really good, and so you can go to the junkyard and buy a battery a lot cheaper than you can in any of the stores. You're always taking a little bit of a chance, but the junkyards have a reputation that they have to keep up also. And so they will make sure that this battery is good for you. And they will usually back it up with the return policy. So you can get hubcaps, you can get windshields, you can get almost any part you want for your car a lot cheaper than the dealer or your, your local mechanic. In fact, your local mechanic may go to the junkyard to get the part for you if you want to keep the cost down on your repairs. Yeah, you know when they say that? That's funny that you mentioned that because... When when they do that, they go, well, we can look around, and I'll see if I can find one better. And I bet they have websites, and they have uh, catalogs, and they probably do get it from the junkyard. Of course, they don't tell you, hey, we're getting it from the junkyard. But they say, we use it. What is it, pre-used? Yeah, uh, the the junkyards do have a system uh, that they can call back and forth and get the parts back and forth from one junkyard to another. And uh, some hard-to-get parts, uh, they, they do that. And you can go there, you can get aftermarket parts or you can get the parts from the dealer. If you get a part from the dealer, it might be $500. If you get an aftermarket part, it'd probably be $400. If you get it from the junkyard, it'd probably be $200. Uh, and and you, could, you, could de- you could probably uh, make a deal with the junkyard and get it even cheaper if you're good at dealing and looking for prices. Sounds like a uh, no-brainer. Uh. Did you go to the junkyard to look into it for your windshield and battery? 
No, I didn't yet. Like we're in uh, pandemic mode, so it's not a, a oh, real rush, yeah. and uh, it's really hot here, so it's not quite hurricane deal or I'm sorry, tor- tornado deal or whatever the heck you guys experience. But you know, it's kind of uncomfortable, so I'm waiting for that just to go down just a little bit, you know, just a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to okay. check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah, because junkyards uh, now with the cars, if you have an accident in your car and the airbags go off, it's pretty much total. That that costs more to put it together than sometimes the car is worth. And then you have the computer in your cars. If the computer goes out, that's a lot of money, too. So a lot of fairly new cars are now in the junkyard. It's not like it used to be. If you got a car pre-80, perhaps, or pre-70, that car goes in the junkyard. It's worn out. But the cars nowadays, one or two little parts break on it, and it's junk. It's not worth fixing. So there's a lot of newer cars in the junkyard. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's, 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 it's the the way it is. Hey, this has been a great uh, time, so thank you once again, Osho, for joining me. This has been Money Sucks, my friend Osho. On the other side, I want to thank Terry, Terry, Terry Finnegan for doing the music um, on all our shows. And uh, I hope this was eye-opening. You know, you don't have to be a, a brilliant person to save money during this time and Maybe you'll uh, be all right. So thanks, Osho. You're welcome.